0: from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Alcina Lloyd and this is The Daily Download. Today, I'll be providing our listeners with an exclusive Housing Wire interview I conducted with Housing Policy Council President and former Federal Housing Finance Agency Interim Director Ed DeMarco. In this interview, DeMarco addresses how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the housing ecosystem as well as what issues the housing industry will need to tackle once the pandemic passes. But before you listen, here's a quick word from our sponsor.
1: Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines. CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19.
0: Hello, HousingWire listeners. Today, I am joined with Housing Policy Council President and former Federal Housing Finance Agency Interim Director, Ed DeMarco. Thank you for joining us today, Ed. Glad to be here. Thanks. Of course, HousingWire really values the opportunity to speak with someone who has a firm grasp on what's going on within the housing industry, especially right now, as the COVID-19 pandemic continues to disrupt not only our local communities, but the housing ecosystem at large. And what I mean by that is, this virus has deeply impacted the financial health of many Americans, which has in turn put a strain on our economy, leading to significant disruptions in the housing finance sector as well. My first question for you is, while the coronavirus-induced economic downturn resembles the Great Recession of the early 2000s, it differs greatly. Do you think this downturn is different? And if so, how will the housing industry likely be impacted?
2: Uh, Well, I mean, there certainly are a few similarities, but the differences are probably greater. Uh, With regard to similarities, we're looking again at deep unemployment, Although in the current environment, the unemployment surge has happened all at once rather than happening over uh, over a few years. Um, Another similarity is that there's great stress and uncertainty for households uh, regarding the economic circumstances. And there's also uh, a great demand on mortgage servicers to assist these families in distress. So those things are similar. But what's different is, as we enter the economic downturn caused by the pandemic. Uh, We know that we, from a housing perspective, we know that the mortgage loans that are outstanding today are a lot better than they were in 2008, right? These loans were underwritten better. The products themselves are better. The borrowers themselves are in stronger financial condition and so forth. So we we start with a better set of loans. We also have much more stable house prices, um, at least at this point, um, you know, we... In the Great Recession, we had had this huge run-up in house prices above what you know m- many thought were long-term, you know, uh, stable values. Um, but today, I think we enter this pandemic, uh, this, uh, this situation with stable, more stable house prices. The servicers are also better and smarter about how to work with consumers, and the consumers themselves are a bit more knowledgeable about working with creditors including their their mortgage company um, given the lessons from from the great recession but at root this is a health crisis whereas the great recession was an economic crisis one in which housing itself was at the root of the problem Um, the economy as we entered this pandemic was fundamentally sound so i think a return to work even if it happens gradually should help a quicker return to economic output Um, and economic stability than we had uh, trying to come out of the Great Recession. So those are some similarities and differences.
0: All right. Well, so you also mentioned that this uh, virus has impacted our housing industry significantly, especially our mortgage servicers. Another question I have for you is the mortgage finance sector has been extremely vocal recently about the uptick in forbearance requests from the nation's financially strained borrowers. Do you think the Federal Housing Finance Agency has done enough to address the mortgage industry's concerns right now?
2: So I, I actually think that FHFA, the GSEs, Ginnie Mae, HUD have all been working very hard to understand and then respond to the emerging liquidity needs created by the pandemic and more generally to respond to the to the servicing needs and how to appropriately respond to borrowers. I mean, if you think about it, you know, we've still been at this less than two months and in this you know, roughly two month period, a little less, you know, it's been a period of tremendous uncertainty and unknowns, but we've seen a lot develop really quickly. Um, With regard to FHFA, I think FHFA's worked very hard to evaluate and respond to this uncertainty. Um, And I think we've got to remember that FHFA is overseeing two companies that are still in government conservatorships. They're still backed by taxpayer capital And it has a responsibility both as a regulator and as a conservator to, um, to, you know, have special care for those companies as well as have, you know, care and concern and and oversight of what's going on in the housing finance sector more broadly. Um, HPC's perspective about this has been, um, you know, there are program changes and clarifications that the GSEs and FHA could make. It could ease liquidity concerns and could ease servicers' ability to meet borrower needs through this, uh, through this pandemic. And we think that, um, that largely that's been happening, right? That, that we're seeing these incremental changes in uh, clarification regarding how to do forbearance and clarifications about how long servicing advances would have to be done and so forth. Um, and so I think that as this has evolved very quickly, you know, these kind of program changes and clarifications have been happening. Um, fundamentally, if this situation continues to worsen and goes on for a prolonged period, then I think the, you know, your question about liquidity, I mean, ultimately um, the responsibility in government for bringing needed liquidity is really going to rest with the federal reserve and the treasury department if this, economic uh, disruption caused by the pandemic really does run for a long period of time. And we see both a huge take up in forbearance and a prolonged period of forbearance for many households.
0: Well, I know you said the decision will ultimately come down to the Federal Reserve, but there are a lot of scenarios that could play out during this time. And right now, the industry, including former head of the Federal Housing Administration and former Mortgage Bankers Association President David Stevens, have been very vocal on FHFA leadership. Have you been satisfied with leadership during this tumultuous time?
2: Look, I've got no argument with FHFA or the other government agencies with regard to how they are trying to respond. Uh, to the economic disruption caused by this pandemic. This story is far from over. There's still a lot we don't know. Every day, the mortgage industry is continuing to evaluate and refine how it um, approaches uh, its response to this issue. And I think the same is true of FHFA. So just this morning, they made another announcement updating some guidance on things like appraisals and verifying employment. So this isn't, this again, this story is far from over and we're all trying to refine and improve upon our responses. And that's true of government, it's true of the GSEs, it's true of mortgage lenders and, and mortgage servicers. And so I don't, uh, you know, I, I think that a lot has been happening and been happening very fast. And in this tr- world of tremendous uncertainty, I think I'm more inclined to say everybody is trying very hard and we've got to keep working at it. There's still more that we can and should be doing.
0: Well, I know you said that ultimately the decision of what's going on will ultimately rest on multiple facets of the government. But right now, how do you think the industry is addressing what's going on?
2: So look, I, I think mortgage servicers, I mean, let's take the, the servicing sector first. Um, I think their response uh you know, to this uh, pandemic has really been terrific. And in contrast to the Great Recession, I think that we are seeing that the mortgage servicing industry learned an awful lot from the Great Recession. It learned a lot about how to work with borrowers that are in distress. It learned better tools and techniques, both of communication and of, you know, how to get uh, assistance to borrowers quickly and to do it with less paperwork and and with greater uh, surety. So I think that that's been a real improvement. And and keep this in mind about servicers. You know, servicers aren't just sitting in their call centers waiting for these things to come in. They're they're people too that are suffering from this pandemic. They've been asked to work remotely. They're dealing with individual personal challenges during this unsettled time. And yet we've seen. This work to work from home and still be able to ramp up incredibly quickly to deal with the crush of borrower calls into service centers, uh, trying to find out, hey, I'm in, I'm in distress, I'm in some difficulty. What can you do to help me? I think that the uh, incredible increase in uh, forbearance and how quickly that's been put into place is a credit to the to the mortgage servicing industry and how they have. Use technology and use what they've learned, not just from the Great Recession, but from some of the recent natural disasters we had, like Hurricane Harvey, that they've learned some techniques that have really come to um, be very beneficial in responding to, to this situation. I think FHA and Ginny May have been very responsive. Um, Ginny May uh, stepped up and made some changes to assist with. Uh, servicing advanced liquidity by setting up a you know a backstop there for principal and interest advances for mortgage servicers um, FHA and Ginny may have both been announcing various operational changes to assist servicers in meeting borrower needs and as we've already discussed I think FHFA and Fannie and Freddie have been um, taking you know steps to uh, to address those needs as well. One example there is the recent announcement by FHFA that uh, servicer advances uh, for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, loans that are in Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac securities will only uh, only have to be advanced for four months. So these are all steps that, that people have been taking both on the industry side and across this array of government agencies that I think have been very, uh, very constructive. And I, I do expect we're gonna to continue to see some additional changes and refinements made.
0: All right, so you mentioned what the industry is doing now to tackle the situation, but do you think there will be longer term issues that the industry and policymakers need to focus on?
2: I don't think you can come through something like this and not uh, have to you know, at some point step back and say, okay, Um, longer term what do we learn from this Uh, and you know what are some of the permanent changes that maybe you don't have time to think through and implement in the crisis but as you start to come out of it you say look we're gonna have to set up certain structures that are better for the next time around Um, so I think for example um, particularly in the in the Ginny Mae segment of the market This has been a long-standing issue, and I think we really do need to get to more permanent resolution about making it easier for servicers to be able to finance servicer advances as a way of um, uh, addressing in advance some of the liquidity needs that can arise. I think as we make these changes with regard to forbearance for borrowers, at some point we're going to need to think about memorializing some of the rules or the lessons learned so that uh, you know, in whatever the next disruption to this market is, that we've um, that we've put in place uh, with more certainty in advance, both for borrowers, for servicers, and investors, you know how this will work the next time around. We are going to have to think hard about capital and liquidity requirements for servicers. There's an inherent volatility in the in the mortgage market, and we want our mortgage servicers to be resilient in the face of such volatility so thinking about uh capital and liquidity requirements there you know remains an important consideration i would point out that in january fhfa had put out a proposal regarding uh amending some capital and liquidity requirements for uh, non-bank servicers and so those kinds of questions will need to be addressed and then another one that's been Around for a long time. It was one I was involved with when I was at FHFA, and I think it really does need to be part of uh, the longer term set of considerations that uh, policymakers and industry get back to work on, and that is mortgage servicing compensation. I think that uh, thinking through some of the challenges of uh, how we compensate mortgage servicers. Uh, if We could really work through that problem might help the next time around. So those are some examples of things I think longer term, uh, we should all be uh, uh, looking to address.
0: And you're right. I think these are all issues I'm sure the industry would love to address once the pandemic passes. Now, my last question for you is, as I like to ask all my guests, is there any other insightful information you think that we need to know?
2: I think what I'd like to come back to is something uh, at the beginning. This is a, this is a na- national um, crisis. It starts as a health crisis that's having significant economic ramifications. And yet, you know we've gone through so much in, in just a couple of months. Um, I think we are all, both as a mortgage servicing industry, as a mortgage industry, but also as a country, you know, working very hard to grapple with tremendous uncertainty um, and, and risks. And I think that, you know, look, we're, everybody's, everybody's trying to do their part, and uh, the, the housing finance sector is, is no different. And that's true for the industry side, and it's true for, for our regulators as well. And so I, I do expect us to continue to work together and to continue to work hard on behalf of the American
0: people. Well, thank you today for giving HousingWire the opportunity to interview you.
2: Sure, I was glad to do this. Nice talking with
0: you. You as well. Thank you.
1: This Friday, HousingWire is hosting a Real Estate Tech Virtual Demo Day. The event is designed specifically to help real estate industry decision makers and is a high-impact, low-risk environment to learn about how these platforms and solutions may help your business navigate the current environment. Register at housingwire.com under events or email Brendan Nath for more information. That's a wrap for today's podcast, and catch you here again tomorrow.